Shmuel Aleph, Parik Tespas, Gimel. So we have met Shaul ben Kish, the man who will be the first king of Klal Yisrael. Good-looking, tall, every Milo that you could possibly want. Righteous to be a king. But in the meantime, right now, he's just the son of a Benjaminite. Batovad noha asonos l'kish avi Shaul. And the prompting event that will bring Shaul to the light, hidden under a bushel basket, nobody knew of him at all, despite the fact that he had saved the Lukos from the Plishtim, perhaps it's a situation where Claudius Shaul would almost rather not remember that, the tremendous defeat at the hands of the Plishtim. But now, uh, the female donkeys of Kish, the father of Shaul, were lost. They strayed away. And this is not something that normally happens. Donkeys usually stay close to their home territory. They don't wander. They're not curious about the world. This is very atypical behavior for Asonos, as the Chazal point out. And in another unusual decision, Kish said to his son Shaul, his great and tall and tremendously powerful son, go find the donkeys, which is normally something that would have been delegated to a servant. All of this is Hiyata Deshmaya. All of this is HaKadosh Baruch Hu arranging for Shaul to meet Shemuel at exactly the right time. Hashem inspires Kish to ask Shaul to look for them. So he said to Shaul Beno, Please take with you one of the youths, one of the young men. Normally he would have sent the young guy by himself. Vikum leich, and arise and go. If you take vikum leich, the last letter of vikum is a mem, and the two letters of leich are lamed chaf, that makes the word melech. The word for king. So there is a hint coming. Seek out the donkeys. Go find them. And we see from here that Shaul was tremendously committed to any course of action. Not only is he going to go do as his father said, but he's going to do it with tremendous energy and effort. And he's not going to give up long after most people would have and said, that's it. So he crossed over Har Ephraim, passed through the mountains of Ephraim, Vayavar, um, which is uh, the Shevet right next to where Binyamin's territory was, Vayavar Be'eretz Shalisha Matzau, and he passed through the land of Shalisha, which the Chazal tell us is not exactly identified, but was a territory to the south somewhere, uh, and he didn't find them. Vayavru Be'eretz Sha'alim Ve'ayin, and... He passed through, or they passed through, I'm sorry, because it says, Vaya'avor Be'eretz Shalisha, but it says, Vaya'avru, he and the boy, passed through the land of Sha'alim, uh, apparently an area crisscrossed by narrow footpaths, but also not identified, and they were nowhere to be found. Vaya'avor Be'eretz Yemini And finally, they passed through the territory of Binyamin, but they didn't find them. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is leading Sha'ul on a wild donkey chase, uh, making his way around, looking for these donkeys, but fruitlessly, without being able to find them. And now they have gone even further, and they end up in the land of Tzuf. And Shaul said to the young man who was with him, Come, let us return. Making it sound almost democratic, that he is uh, asking him, for his uh, uh, opinion, or at least for his input, he is worrying about us. 
Asher imo lecha, asher imo lechadon ashuba. Let us go back and return. Penyachdal avi minhuasonos vidol aglanu, because uh, my father might stop worrying about the donkeys, but start worrying about us. There's the lanu. There's the us. That he shows such anivus that even though he is the son of the man who had sent them, he's saying that even you are worthy of worrying about as well. The land of Tzuf was actually a land named possibly for Shmuel's ancestor Tzuf, or, as the Chazal tell us, uh, Rashi says, Kemotzofe, Eretz Tzuf might mean the land of the seer, the land of the prophet. So we are, he has made a big circle, starting in Binyamin, going all the way around through Ephraim, the Mount Ephraim, Sha'alim, uh, and uh, the other places, and now is making his way back down, actually close to where he started, but coming towards the city of Ramah, which, as was well known, was Shmuel's home. There is also, unfortunately, a an implied criticism here. At this time, every possession of a Jew was considered valuable, and that is not necessarily a statement of cheapness or meanness or materialism. When Yaakov Avinu crosses back over the river and ends up fighting with the Tsar of Esau, he is doing it to find pachim kitanim, small jars, little Tupperwares that he left behind that he didn't want to leave there. Even if it's just a cell phone case, you want to go back and get it and bring it back, uh, everything is important. Uh, to a tzaddik who counts everything and organizes everything, it's part of the uh, sequence of what one does. Uh, the problem is, the Aron stayed with the Plishtim for months and months and months, and Klal Yisrael never went to get it. So here we are, over a bunch of donkeys or a chicken. If they get lost, you're going to wander the ends of the earth to go find them. But if you lose the Aron to the Plishtim, you just let it sit there while you go about your daily business... That, again, as I say, was an implied criticism of Klai Yisrael at this time. So the story of Shaul teaches us Musar as well. So again, Shaul is a tremendous person, and his stories are not just stories. They're Gedolim stories. They're meant to be object lessons for the rest of us. And yet, it's going to be so tragic when things don't go well. And I'm sorry to keep ending on a depressing note. But with Shaul, his only two, two-and-a-half-year kingship is going to be mostly a very difficult time. And a lot of it uh, was due to his own actions and attitudes and fears, as we will see when we get there.